Hello and welcome to Annersbrook Church. We hope that this message from our lead pastor, Graham Heslop, both empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annersbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Right, good morning, everyone. So good to have everyone here. And a big warm welcome if you're here and you're new. Just want to say hi to everyone as well, to everyone online. It is so great to be connecting with you. Thanks for uh, tuning in and being part of this wider community. I know there are a lot of people who do actually check out church this way. So we are really aware of you and we're grateful that you're here today too. And so it's good to be together. And uh, very, very exciting. So many babies, eh? Gee, it's out of control. So today, we actually start a brand new series within this vision of following Jesus that we're really, really excited about. We've called it Shaped. Shaped. And it's actually all about spiritual formation. Spiritual formation. And so we want to talk about it today as we talk about this bigger picture of following Jesus. Lord, I I just ask that you would speak to all of us. I pray that we'd actually have open ears. Like we said at the very start of the meeting, we ask you to move, but we move towards you. We move our hearts towards you. We really do need to hear your voice. So let it be heard through the preaching of your word. Anoint me to do that. Uh, We want to hear from you most of all. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you struggle to file the pictures on your camera phone? They call it a camera phone. Uh, Flight of the Concords wrote a song about the camera phone. And uh, it is officially getting out of hand. Uh, Back when we first got married, we had a camera, one camera. And it took 24 photos uh, based on a film that was inside of the camera. And generally about six to ten of those made no actual sense. What was it? What what were we doing? There was no location tags. You would drop the film off to the chemist or somewhere. You'd get it uh, developed. If back in back in when I was a really young kid, if you, if you had a lot of money, you could get that done within twenty four hours. And if not, you'd go back six months later when you remembered about it. Do you, anyone ever hear about those stories or do that? Um, and now we've got ten thousand images on a phone and barely look at them. They said that was going to be the big thing with digital is, no, you get to enjoy them. But it's like, no one is enjoying them. No one's filing them either. Like, it is just out of control. So actually, at the start of the year, I decided because of this that I would look through my phone and actually just take some moments to enjoy some stuff we took photos of. And as I was doing that, I found a a Dropbox folder I'd forgotten about, and it had a whole heap of images I'd forgotten about. And one image in particular really just, I I just was so in awe of it, actually. And so I took it and I put it on my laptop, which I do a bit of work on as not a screensaver, but a file, so that when I threw an app, I could see it there. And I open it and I just enjoy it and then carry on. And so I printed it out for you as well, uh, so you could enjoy this. Uh, But this is going to come up on the screens. This is the photo of my owl, owl, two sons. And I found it in a Dropbox folder, and I just couldn't believe it. I, I was like, oh my gosh, remember back when they used to go to bed at 5.30? Wasn't it awesome? <laughs> this, yeah, shut up, ba And do you, remember when there was, um, do you remember when there was no TikTok? Oh, bliss, 
These were the days before that. And that one there was about three maybe, and that one's like six or seven. I don't know where it is. It looks October, October-ish. See how I do that? I'm a weatherman. And, uh, but, and, and I, just, I just kept looking at it and keep noticing it. And it means a lot to me because um, it reminds me, and just in case you're wondering, it doesn't remind me of better days. Like, you know, sometimes you look at images and you think, oh, they were better days. It doesn't remind me of better days. It reminds me of the journey that we're all doing in our humanity of becoming. Because those boys are not like that anymore. Uh, They are different. Um, We see quite different young men before us, don't we, Rebecca? And, And I just think of God when I see this image. God sees your beginning from the end. God sees where you first came alive to the reality of him. It might be today, might be right now, um, or, or you might be 10 years deep into this thing, but he sees it all in this process, this thing, and we can take that image down now. It's actually got a name. It's actually called formation. So we're all being formed, right? We're all being shaped. I wonder how you're doing. How you're doing on that shaping and formation journey? How's it looking? What you need to know is scripturally, God has a plan for each of us to be growing up as well. That's a God plan. It's laid out in Scripture. Ephesians chapter 1, how blessed is God and what a blessing He is. He is the Father of our Master, Jesus Christ, and takes us into the high places of blessing in Him. Long before He laid out the earth's foundation, even before humanity began, He, just in case you wondered if you mattered, He had you in mind. And he has others we have never met in mind, babies we announced today. And he's settled on us as the focus of his love. How beautiful is that? This phrase here, to be made, a, a process, whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What a pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand and this really important language of his beloved son. The language that I've read, taking us into high places. So you've got a presumption that we're not there, but we're going up into places we've not been before, um, which was in his mind before he even bothered to make the earth. He had your journey in mind before he even formed earth. And and the focus of his love was going to be you. You were the target of it. And the language, to be made, crafted, sculpted, shaped. Oh, a little bit of a rough edge there. We'll just take that off. Oh, oh, but lacking in there. We'll just give you a bit of strength there. Kick you in the hammy. That was a punch. That was weird. I don't know. And, and, and what we read there is we read stuff and we, and we, yep, cool, awesome. But what everyone needs to know in the room is this was actually a really much bigger story. This was Genesis 1. Every time you read a New Testament, a promise of being made into something, every believer, you need to go back to what was originally there. The Bible said in Genesis 1 that when God created the heavens and the earth, and it was mentioned there in Ephesians, that God looked at it and said, man, that's good stuff. Oh, that, I mean, what a, what a statement for God to say that is, you are good. And when he says you are good, he's not saying pretend things. Humanity was good. And he walked on the planet. Can you imagine God walking on the planet? That is, we want that. We've lost that. Um, what, what happens in Genesis 1 is he says to these 
people, hey, I want you to go and multiply. So, so by definition, God hasn't actually created 8 billion, made 8 billion people. He's created them, but he gave two people the power to be his image bearers in the garden on the earth. That's the original picture. But of course, to Genesis 1, Genesis 3 large, uh, looms large, a catastrophic collapse, which changes what it meant to be human, has struck at a structural level in creation. A serpent, the scripture says, so wanted his image to be projected onto God's creation that he lured them away with misbeliefs and, misbeliefs and half-truths so that the project of God's good order gets distorted. And of course it goes that way. And God is no longer walking on the earth in the same way in the garden. And man is no longer doing what he was created to do, to be image bearers. It is all changed. Distortion and chaos is everywhere. But as we read at the foundation, God says a son, don't worry, a son will be raised up to crush the serpent's head. And they had to wait many generations for that. But that's what you are hearing. And you need to really come with us on this journey over these next couple of years. Because when Jesus says, hey, come follow me, that's the plan. We're going on a journey to loop back into the original purposes and picture of Genesis 1. You may not see it with your physical eyes, but do you know where it's going to start? The garden. Order, good order. Image bearing. The purpose of God by the work of God's Spirit. You might know someone who um, actually heard the come follow me of Jesus and did that. The, the, the phrase to, to come follow me is to be led into a, a particular role and it's called disciple. Disciple is being human again God's way. Um, some have heard uh, when you look in the Greek, it means student and you automatically think high school and you wanna run for the hills. Although I did have one child who that was the epitome of their life. They loved school. I think only one. Um, but actually, the word that's been coming out the last couple of years out of, out of new scholars is a better phrase is apprentice. Disciple actually means apprentice. And you probably thinking tasks straight away because that's what we do in 2022. We think about tasks. But actually, we were going to be apprentices of Jesus to be raised back into the image of God. We were going to become the image bearers again, just like Genesis 1. And, and when apprentices, if you do think about the task, uh, when they do that, they have to take a journey. So my brother became a builder. He had to take a journey. When someone becomes a mechanic, they've got to take a journey. Builder, hairdresser, lawyer, accountant, accountants. We've got to take a journey. What? They're awesome. I didn't finish my sentence and people started laughing. You weren't something. You did a journey you became something. You weren't something. In the kingdom, it's a bit different. By God's grace, you are something, but you've still got to take a journey to become the fulfillment of that thing that you've been invited into. I'll say it again one more time because that was pretty profound. In the kingdom, <laughs> is it weird when a preacher says his own thoughts are profound? Yes. Okay, so you're invited in and you're included entirely and come follow me to be his disciple, but you still have to do a journey you still have to go through a process. Come follow me as the pathway. Disciple is the destination. It's a brand new way to become human again. And with Christ, we go on a journey. We're formed into an image. So if I look at these um, boys again, 
and I, and I do recognise them, but I don't. They're actually becoming men in this photo, but I can't see it. Now, they're driving vehicles, one of them. One of them said he started to earn money. He's like, hey, Dad, um, can I get a dog? And I was like, once you get a house, yes. Like, I don't know. Like, I never imagined him telling me I want a dog. It's like, cool, that's fine, but you do not own the carpet that dog will be walking on. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, but if I look back in hindsight and I see um, this, I didn't imagine, bring up the next photo on the screen, this. The one on the right, that's him. Look at him. What a man. He's awesome. You know, like that guy. Yeah, I didn't see that, but God did. But did we just wake up and it happened? No, there's been a process. He went on a journey. And for good or for bad, we're all spiritually going on a journey. I would like to tell you this, it's quite deep. You are being formed right now. Now, the question is, by what? Because you're human, you're clay. You take on the nature of the thing that you behold. So good being here in God's presence today because a lot of us have been soaking in a whole heap of other blogs and things. Hey, I was glad to be in the house of the Lord. I was glad to be in God's presence because I've, I've been taking some text messages from people who feel like the Christian world's falling apart. It's not, it's not. But when you soak in that all week, man, it's good to come back to the presence. Man, it's good to come back to who? To a picture in front of us. Let me say this. Very few Christians possess an actual image of what you're meant to become in the Christian life. You think, or we think, it's meant to be quite regular attendance and some memory verses. But this, guys, is one of the lowest images you could bear. Peter Scazzaro, he wrote a book called Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. He pastored in New York City for two decades, and during his time of pastoring, he ran into a major challenge. He felt like his world was being torn apart by the focuses of busyness in the church. Ironic. He's doing church stuff, church dynamics, <clears throat> while trying to do all the thing the church did. He lacked in his own life. He woke up one day going, I don't know if I have the fruit of the gospel this church has been meant to be peddling. It's like, where's the peace? Where's the joy? Where's the love? Where's walking in the power of the Spirit? We have good moments but where is the deeper work? And it brought him to this point. He knew he'd made a decision for Christ. He knew that he believed in Christ. And what was worse was when he stopped and really waited up, he also realised there were many people in his own church who were the same. He said this, we saw we needed to move from a shallow American Christianity to a more authentic relationship with God. Making disciples would result not just remaining as infants, listen, but as God intended it, mothers and fathers in the faith. So they began to focus on spiritual formation and discipleship. And a person, after they did this journey for a bunch of years, wrote to him and told him this. Have a read of this. The person said that they too had actually been a Christian for 22 years, but in actual fact discovered through this process they were only a one-year-old Christian 22 times because they just kept on doing the same things over and over again. Let me tell you about these two pictures. This guy is doing very different things now to this guy. Same guy, different phase, different formation, different activities. 
If you are only doing what you did the same day you met Christ today, 10 years on, there's a formation problem. There's not a grace problem. You've been given the role and the place at the table. The problem is being shaped. So what is the vision? Peter Scazzaro said, he actually said that large parts of the Christian's interior life in the modern world is mostly untouched by Jesus. So there's actually a couple of things we've got to recognise that we are to be shaped and we are to be formed into an image. What is the image? We need to understand the image so we can understand where we're going. Two things. Number one, Jesus is the image of restored humanity in God. He's the garden walking in flesh. He's what it looks like to take up our image-bearing role that you have and you have and you have and we all have. Let me just touch on this for one second. The end game here is to not just have Jesus as a statue on a mantelpiece that we who and ha to, but for the image of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3.15, that even to this day, Moses has read, a veil covers hearts. But when anyone turns to the Lord, the veil's taken away. Now the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, it results in freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image. That's the Christian goal. That that ultimately, you don't just know memory verses and you just didn't tick some boxes, but when people look at you and they look at Jesus, the gap's getting narrower and narrower. It's closing up. Ephesians 4.11, we're built up in faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, so we've become aware of Jesus, but now we are what? Becoming mature. We're evolving. There's actually an evolution. And, and, and we're growing into the fullness of Christ. So as Jesus is, so are we invited to be more loving, flowing with more joy, displaying fruits of the Spirit, letting the interior parts of our lives, letting Jesus have access to them. Quicker to forgive, a less anxious version of ourselves, hopeful, trusting in God for all things, and walking in the power of the Spirit. We have to be formed, shaped, and graced into it. The second thing that you have to understand, not only is Jesus the image of that, of what it means to be truly human, but two, this is big, we are actively formed into that image by Spirit-led participation. Like we said at the start of the service, move, O God, and to the people of God, move, O humans. Growing up in God and maturing into sons and daughters is a process. We take thoughts captive. We check our hearts. We take our moments and our days. I'm going to read this and then we're going to have a discussion. C.S. Lewis said, even with the Holy Spirit, he uses even our decisions. He said this, every time you make a choice, C.S. Lewis, every time you make a choice, you're turning the central part of who you are into that choice into something a little different than it was before. And taking your life as a whole, with all of its innumerable choices, all your life long, you are t- slowly turning into a creature. This, is, this theologian said, either a creature that's in harmony with God and with other creatures and with itself, or one that is at a state of war and hatred with God and its fellow creatures and with itself, just with a decision. He says, to be one kind of creature is heaven, 
that is joy, peace, knowledge, and power. To be the other kind of creature means madness, horror, idiocy, rage, ineffectiveness of purpose, and eternal loneliness. Each of us at each moment is progressing to one state or the other. The Holy Spirit works with these things. And I can hear people saying even today, oh my gosh, I've tried this, it didn't work. I, I tried changing. It hasn't, hasn't happened like I read in the Bible. I want to encourage somebody today. Galatians chapter 1 and 18, Paul says for three years he burrowed down after the road to Damascus. He spent three years studying the Scriptures with what he now knew about the image of Christ. I don't know if you knew this, but he had a divine moment with God and then took three years to get formed into the right image so he could go out and be useful. Three years. I've heard that before somewhere. Three years for the disciples. Most of us don't even spend three days bothering about where our character, the internal part, the interior part of our life, is it becoming more and more like Jesus. I believe when we do that, the Holy Spirit can work with it. You're already being shaped. The question is, into what? To be more like Jesus. I want to finish this and I'm going to hand over to Jared. In Psalm 51, I read it many years ago. Um, I've, I began to pray it from the message translation. And it's really a hopeful prayer. It says, generous and love God, give grace. Huge in mercy, wipe out my bad record. Scrub away my guilt, soak out my sins in your laundry. I know how bad I've been, my sins are steering me down. So that's an image, right? It's one of the images we often would bear. You're the one I've violated and I've seen it, seen the full extent of evil. You have all the facts before you. Whatever you decide about me is fear. I've been out of step with you for a long time. That's, that's Genesis 3 and on. In the wrong since I was born. Born into sin. Sin affects us all. What you are after is truth. Listen from the inside out. Enter me then. Conceive a new true Life. Listen, God, make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. That's the spirit, the power of God to work with someone who's willing to let God shape them. Shape your character into maturity. Shape your soul. That's the journey we're going on over these next couple of years. And this is the launch of the series. And this is what I know, is that for us who have let God, decided to let God shape us, we will have a Genesis week and we will discover a garden deep within the interior of our lives and we will look back at ourselves, and we will not believe what he has done and we too will say, it is flipping good. Amen? Yeah. Amen. We trust you enjoyed this message and if you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch. You can either visit our website or email us at info at annasbrook.co.nz.